PWO, 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 PWO. Everybody and welcome to the podcast world order of what wrestling is, was, and should be. I'm your host Matt. I have Ben from Colorado right here in the middle. Down there at the end, we have oh god, what are we going now? The dean of old school, dean of old school, D White. Uh, over on Zoom, we have uh, head of talent relations Ryan Connington. And Ryan, do you want to show who we have? Oh, maybe for a moment. <laughs> so. We have Zicky Dice. Oh, Zicky there Dice he is. is here. There he is. He is I on set. I am so sorry. I accidentally plugged in and everything got all confusing. I am coming to you live on set. Fuck yeah. Time out of my busy life from Zicky Dice Enterprises Incorporated. That is trademark in case you're wondering. But here, we are. We're live. We are live. Fantastic. Perfect. Hey, look, it wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't be outlandish if we didn't have some stuff going on. So. That's right. Damn right. Fantastic. Let me try and give a proper introduction. He is the NWA World Television Champion. Must see television champion. Must see. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. it. You're damn <laughs> right. I don't know the exact count off the top of my head, but I still have a perfect record of 0-0, undefeated. Okay, I haven't even had to defend it yet. All right. And yes, the rain, for those wondering, the rain does continue, even though the coronavirus is going on. I don't give a shit. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah you are. You just did. Okay, you just well, did. shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Actually, I think you're one and zero because you're the first NWA superstar we've had on the show. That's a win, as far as I'm concerned. I think it should yeah. count. It's got, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Zicky Dice is here to make dreams come true. Yeah, ask and you shall receive. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Listen, I will gladly take a pinfall from the uh, NWA. Nobody even, nobody even said how this, how how uh, this man's a rock star. Well, no, damn. No, rock star recording artist, magician. All around media superstar. He is. He is not. He's one of those. Not a best. The, the secret's out. It's not the best kept secret anymore. The secret is out, and he is here live and in person. And I couldn't feel any better about it. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, the secret is out, and the fire it, it's catching a blaze. Only if I could only talk about. I, I. I'm under. I had to sign it confidentially. Confidentiality contract that I'm not able to talk about exactly what I'm doing at this exact moment, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. It, Zicky Dice is catching like a wildfire, and what I'm doing right now is a must see. I mean, I didn't have to say that. You already knew. But what I've been up to is I recently partnered with Twitch, and as as if you couldn't get enough Zicky Dice on your television, as is with NWA and Carnyland, I have started Zicky Dice TV. So you can go to twitch.tv slash Zicky Dice, and we are going full time in June. So we are rocking and rolling right now, Hell creating yeah. content. Okay, I'm I'm under the influencers. You get what you see? What I did there? You see what I did there? Yeah, I do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, bad joke. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, we're we're influencing and we're creating content and we're changing the world. Okay, 
We're going to put Ziggy Dice, the megastar now. I have to correct you, not a superstar megastar. We're, we're going to just push the envelope a little bit. We'll see what we can do next. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I got a question for you, Ziggy, just right yeah, off. Right into it. We're going to go with current events. Uh, we cover all wrestling from here to there and everywhere. Um, events of this weekend as uh, Cody uh, became the uh, TNT champion in AEW. How do you think that doesn't have any effect on you being the greatest mid-card wrestler in the world, does it? I, I, no, I don't uh, think I'm going to – I mean – I used to be the greatest mid-card wrestler in the world. That was before I became a megastar that I am right here, right now. Damn um, right. So, you know, everyone's got to climb the ranks. And uh, who are you bringing up again? Who are you asking me about? Oh, sorry. I, I don't remember. I am running. I'm running television. I, I run television. I, hold on a second. We got What's going on? That's, that's, uh, oh, who, who is that? Okay, cool. What's that guy right there? <laughs> we, got, oh, we got him jumping in. It, it's getting crazy on set here. But yeah, I am Yo, not that's fucking of dope. Other champion. I'm not afraid of any other organization stepping in my way because I am television. I run television. Okay, and if you don't know that, that that's all about to change. Yeah. We all my know. Apologies, that. that was a silly question. I'll, 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 I yeah, retract I, that I, question. I know better you. now. I knew better. <laughs> So Next question. You, how are you keeping sane with, with quarantine and everything? I know you're making content now. I know you're on set. Hey, that's, but... that's literally what I just said a minute ago. Of course. That's what I'm doing to stay sane. And you know what? Zicky Dice isn't sane. I lost my mind a long time ago. Okay? So what I'm doing, once again, for those that have been listening, I partnered with Twitch, and I started twitch.tv slash Zicky Dice, and Zicky Dice is taking over television. I am bringing the most outlandish stream on the World Wide Web to Twitch. Don't believe me? Why? Watch. I'm addicted to these things. I love talking about myself. I'll be right there. <laughs> All right. Of course he does. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're paying. They're paying. We're gonna send them the bill. Don't worry about it. I don't know where I found. I don't know where I found these damn guys. You should see this guy out here dressed up like a damn scarecrow, a fat scarecrow. We got out here. Oh, right now. They're checking audio. They're gonna come over here and test us. All right, let's move on. But yeah, that's what I'm doing to stay sane, if you will. And protect my championship and, and just make sure no one buries me behind my head back anymore. That's all I've been really doing. It happens. Um, so let's get into kind of the basics. I know we've, we've heard a little bit from the Chris Van Vliet interview. So we've tried to do our best to do our homework here. Otherwise, Dwight's going to get mad at us. I get mad. Uh, but damn homework. Uh, how would you describe, I, I mean, how did you get started in the wrestling business? Um, how did how I get started in the wrestling business? The wrestling business got started in me. Okay, about five years ago, I was hanging out at some carnival they called uh, Punk Rock. I went from there and I found a new game. It's called professional wrestling, and now I'm running it. Step right up and win a prize, okay? That's right. Hopefully, you bought enough tickets because no one under this tall can ride. Don't worry. You all pass, I think. Except for the one in the middle. Go back to that dingus. What about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. All right, take it off him. Take it off him. Next question. Time is money. People don't understand this. We're filming a live documentary as we speak. I've got cameras all around. You know, believe me, look, there's a goddamn sound guy right there. There's the scarecrow guy I was talking about. We got a damn camera guy right here. And then we just got we just got movie stars. We're we're rocking and roll. What's the next question? Ask Nicky Dice. What, I have a question for you. So I hear there's a baby on the way do you, and that you may or may not have some connection to the a baby. Do you, on think, the way. do you think Zicky would be a good name for uh for for the baby that's on the way, Becky Lynch's baby. You think that's uh, no, Zicky's a good name? No, Holy no, shit. One's, no, no one's naming their baby Zicky. Okay? okay, that would be that's like blasphemy. Okay, 
Hey, there's only one Ziggy, and it's me. Okay, and it's not Ziggy with two G's like the idiots call me. And they all done it. And I've seen that like, uh, it, it, no, no, it's Zicky, and I'm the only one. Next question, ain't no one naming their baby Zicky. Zicky, right, would so, you name your baby Zicky? Because if you did, I'd show up to your house and smack. You guys are quiet. They didn't <laughs> like that answer. They didn't like that answer. Next question. So, uh, I I know you've been a longtime fan from everything that I've heard. Uh, which kind of wrestler and, and which feud really pulled you into it? Which feud really pulled me into wrestling? Probably uh, Sean and Brett. Sean and Brett they really pulled me in. So who who were you, a Sean guy or a Brett guy? I was a Sean guy. I was about to say, he's outlandish. What would you expect? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Sean guy. Okay. Um, because he just, just because he has a pink fanny pack doesn't mean he's a Brett guy. Don't, watch what you say about the fanny packs. I'm oh, I love the fanny pack. So, so is the fanny pack. They all do. Uh, we're they all fans. do. Listen, Man. I've been pro fanny pack for a while now. Well, bless yeah. your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zicky Dice has blessed you. I will officially bless you. Boom. Right here, right it. now on this oh, live shit. video. You've been blessed. <laughs> Listen. By the television champion himself. Nobody else can say Carrie Silk and call them attractive. Oh, and, you're right. Now you're blessed. And you know, you know the thread count is on this shirt? You know what the thread count is on this goddamn shirt? Is it at least yeah. 16,000? It's more than 16,000. If it was 16,000, I'd be wearing uh, sandpaper on my back. <laughs> it's more than 16,000 thread count. Go up. Wow. Up. Wow. I can't imagine. Okay, next that's, question. That's, that's crazy. I'm not so, going to give you the answer. As we've already said, Zicky Dice's money, he's everywhere where entertainment is. How do you balance being a rock star and the biggest star in wrestling? I've got a clone. No, that's not true. I've been thinking about getting a clone. That, that technology and science doesn't exist yet that we know about. But I might know a guy. Um, I just I just do the damn thing. I don't sleep. Sleep. Miz. I don't know. Do that when I'm dead. I feel like I'm dead. We're all dead inside. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I just I just do everything. I, we're literally filming a documentary as we speak. Right here, right now. And you guys are now a part of it. You see? You see that? And from that, you're going to get famous. You're not going to get any royalties. You're not going to get any royalties. We're not gonna, we might have to blur your ugly faces out, but it's all right. I've got a good edit team for that. Um, so as we've said, performed everywhere. What's been the favorite crowd that you've been able to perform in front of? Favorite crowd I've been able to perform in front of? Us. <laughs> Two things come to mind. Uh, there's a place in Hermiston, Oregon. Called Five CC Wrestling. They they love Outlanders, Dicky Dice over there. That's been great. Where else? Uh, Louisiana's pretty nice too. I like Louisiana. I'm also fan of Louisiana. I'm ready to go back. So, uh, what does being the NWA Television Champion mean to you? Well, let me ask you this: What's happened to every single goddamn person that held that title? What happens after? Huh? Mega stardom. Mega stardom. So, I'll tell you what I think about it. I love it. My bank account loves it. Everyone is finding out about Ziggy Dice. And I love when people talk about me. Good or bad. Good or bad. I am the one that's gotten this title. And God bless Ricky Starks and his big old heart and everything he's done with the championship. But I'm the one getting the championship talked about. I'm the one getting the NWA talked about. And I'm the one that's going to be carrying the NWA on my back. No offense to everybody else, but this is my world television championship as well. I'm going to take this 
title to the moon to the moon and it's coming to mega stardom with me fantastic hey, i heard you were only seven matches away from uh from from taking on nick aldis and so oh, um you I know love this conversation are you just ready to set those seven guys up do you know who they are or does it not oh, even matter I, yes I, I, oh, forgive me for being so rude when when i had to repeat myself about what i've been doing to stay sane because i forgot to mention that I've been searching high and low for the seven top talent around the world because I feel I see what people say about me behind my back. I read the newspapers and and uh, and the faxes that come in, you know, and and I don't like what they're saying. I think I need to prove that I am a fighting champion. So I thought, what no better way but to win all seven victories in one night, one episode of power. What do you think? And then I can get my hands on what I call the ten pounds of pink. <sighs> That would look outlandish. That would be yeah, and outlandish. everyone would be so pissed off, and I would I would love every second of it. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm I'm counting down the days. We can't wait for this mark, everything to open. Mark up. my words right now, right here. I'm gonna just I'm gonna I, I went to my fortune teller earlier today, and she told me this. I'm gonna share it with y'all. She said, "Zicky, you're gonna get your hands on the ten pounds of pink." And I said, "Lady, what am I paying you for?" I already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. That's the truth. Any words for Nick Aldis? A any uh, warnings he should be? No warnings. No words for Nick Aldis. I'm just gonna go ahead and say hi. Hi, Nick Aldis. Okay. Friend of the show. That's all. Yeah. That's all. We are. We are going to have Camille on in a couple of weeks. Any words for her? I have nothing. I don't. Strictly business. No. They Not even a wink. If, if you want, if you want, you know what, you know what. You know what makes money, my friends? Controversy. Biggie and Tupac, all this and Zicky. If they, if they want to play business, let's play business. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so this is just a personal question. Your finish is called the Snake Rile and Roll. Is that any homage to the Honky Tonk Man? You know, I heard that earlier that someone called me a Honky Tonk Man type of, type of guy. Um, I think no. I, I you know what? I had to name it last minute on the spot. We actually changed finishers uh, the day I got to NWA. Had a few different ideas, um, and someone had said shake rattle and roll, and then I said snake rattle and roll right, right there off the bat because you know I'm the king snake of the locker room. Let it be known right here, right now. You hear about the snakes in pro wrestling? Oh, <laughs> guess who it is? Me, me. <laughs> I don't care about anyone but myself. And they'll all tell you that. They'll all tell you. So watch out. Beware. Next thing you know, you might have a little snake bite to your ass right out of nowhere. Well, who, speaking you of, your, of, you of one of your buddies right here, stuck the venom out. Speaking of snake, what do you do? What do you think about that slap nuts, Randy Orton? Oh, don't even get me started on that. Did you bring that up uh, to be funny? No, he sir. Called a, he called me a disgrace to pro wrestling once. Did you know that? Yes, sir. You did. That's why, that's why, that's why I went ahead and called him a slap nuts. I, 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 I knew it. I knew it. That's why I brought it. I don't need Fucking right. Randy Orton. Come get some, Randy, you idiot. Sucks at video games. He sucks at everything else. He has a terrible haircut and big old ugly ears. <laughs> ugly wife. Yeah. Well, yes. Hey, so you were talking about- We all do. As a, as a wrestling fan, I'm, I'm the resident old school guy here. And so uh, when I- when I I'm, I mean, I, I can use. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of professional wrestling, and I see a little bit of Tully Blanchard in you, a little bit of hot stuff Eddie Gilbert, uh, maybe Buddy Landell. 
Am I missing somebody there? Or is that, I mean, I, yeah, there's obviously uh, one Zicky Dice. For, for me, um, to be honest with you, uh, I love Mr. Perfect. Uh, I love Ravishing Rick Rude as well, um, as well as uh, Rick the Model Martel, who are some of my personal favorites, all mixed in. And then you get you get me and real life trauma and uh, experience all thrown into a blender, and that's in Outlandish Zicky Dice is what you get. Um, so it's not just wrestling influence. It's actual real life experience is, is what helped create what you see right here, right now. Some people say, oh, I, you know, let's Dr. Tom Pritchard, for instance, I'll take off my fanny pack. He loves some outlandish Zicky Dice. But I got to correct him here. He says, you know what I love about outlandish Zicky Dice? He believes that gimmick inside and outside the ring. Well, let me correct you, Mr. Dr. Tom Pritchard. I am the damn gimmick. There's the, what you see is what you get. So, next question. Right. So, when you were breaking in and creating the wrestling business, uh, the man who trained you was also at the top of his uh, company as WWE champion. Uh, what was training yeah, like, right. and how much did you actually get like face-to-face uh, -face time with him during that time period? Well, I get that question all the time. A lot of people are like, ah, I bet you he wasn't even there. He didn't even train you. That's bullshit. At the time, he was working uh, – I was at WrestleMania 31 when he cashed in. It was two weeks later that I moved to go and train at the Black and Brave out of the third graduating class. And um, at that time, he was working Raw and SmackDown. We would train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays at the Quad City CrossFit gym. We had to set up and tear down the ring every night on top of doing CrossFit five days a week. Uh, Mr. Rollins was gone Mondays and Tuesdays but was there every Wednesday and Thursday. And I mean every Wednesday and Thursday no matter what. And he was very hands-on, a lot of face-to-face. -face. We had, uh, you know, we get to ask questions at the end of the night. Um, we get to be physical inside the ring together, excuse me. And um, me breaking in at the time that I did, I wanted to get trained by who I thought we could argue about this right here, right now, was the, the absolute best. And uh, I don't regret a single decision I made. Did you ever run into some of those other Quad Cities guys like, uh, you know, Pat Militich, Matt Hughes, those UFC guys, I know they're around there. Oh, yeah. Um, I love uh, – I, I was telling a friend today, I truly enjoy the Quad Cities. I'm born and raised in California. Um, so when I moved, I packed up and went to – I moved to Moline, Illinois, and I've never even been to that town. Never, ever. Um, and got an apartment surrounded by cornfields and tornado warnings. Um, that was a huge eye-opener. And, uh, yeah, you realize how big uh, – and not only that, but, like, uh, collegiate wrestling, freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling is also very big in the area. And uh, – huge fan of that i've, I've wrestled growing up freestyle greco roman and uh it's some um collegiate high school so um always huge fan of the midwest and, and midwest wrestling um so what do you think was uh one of your biggest takeaways from training with seth uh, like um there's damn so many things come to mind uh man one of them is, is not like not taking no for an answer, you know, and and I, I knew going into it what I wanted to get out of it. And uh, I, I turned to just just learn to just and took away just keep working hard. And it's cliche and corny as that sounds, but like literally grind and don't take no for an answer. And that's that's what I've done. I've got told, ladies and gentlemen, before all of this, I was told no left and right. And what you see, I've been doing for the last two years um, when I've been. Uh, Outlandish Zicky Dice was bored. Um, there was Zicky Dice, but he wasn't always outlandish. Um, so I'm I'm used to being told no uh, 
all day. I still get told it, and I love it because it makes me work harder. And then I just continue to prove every, everybody wrong. Like I, even Seth will tell you, he thought I was going to bullshit my way through the black and brave. And I, uh, you know, I proved him wrong. So you do a lot of uh, magic and you were in, uh, I believe the band was Heart to Heart. Yes. Or you're still in Heart to Heart. Uh, how did, uh, how does magic and music kind of, prepare you for the wrestling business uh music is I, I it's literally the same hustle magic is just something i always enjoyed on, on, since i was young i've always been attracted to cards and dice and uh stuff like that from a very young age um i actually got a harry houdini tattoo inside my arm here um i just always a huge fan and drawn to the art um so yeah i did a little bit of magic um and wrestling to start off i've kind of slowed down from that a little bit but um, I, you know, I would travel around. I would find ways to be different and incorporate, uh, you know, that into my wrestling. So, yeah, the new album's great. Listen to it; it's really thank you. Really enjoyed it. It's killer. Yeah. Thank you. If you haven't checked out Heart to Hearts Heartbreaker, it's out now on In Vogue Records. Everywhere you stream and listen to music, vinyl coming soon. So feel free. We got a music video for Insufferable on YouTube, where you can go ahead and check that out. And uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, if you could have any one match with one wrestler, who would it be? Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. mm. I like it. And that's uh, that would be. You know, I I think uh, we're pretty close to that time for the both of us. So, do I see it happening? Absolutely. When I don't know. But that's take that's my the money plan. I don't yeah. I don't call I don't call them goals. I call them plans because it's it's bound to happen. So there you go. I love it. Um, you also just recently mentioned your your Houdini tattoo, uh, and I have to ask because you do have a lot. Which one is your favorite, or which one do you think is the most meaning to you? Oh man. Uh. 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 <laughs> Uh, I've got a lot. Uh, a lot of people ask me about the mailbox on my arm, which is one of my favorites. Uh, the mailbox on my arm has a number 32 on it was uh, my grandma's um, place. And she passed away the day after my dad did. And I just have so many memories. Um, I'm actually, it's funny that we I bring this up because I don't live where I'm doing this interview at. And the mailbox right now is literally maybe a football field away from me. So probably after I hang up the call, when I wrap up the shoot, I'm probably going to drive by there and have a little, uh, moment to myself but um it's a place where I, I grew up and i have just memories of my family all being complete and together and and uh yeah so that's one of my favorites beautiful that's awesome uh, a lot of admiration for that i think that's really cool yeah i'm actually glad you asked that because i would have never thought about that mailbox and it's it's it, i'm not even kidding it's i can see if i just make a left right turn right there it's right inside there Any more fellies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I've been pretty active social media, just, you know, trying to pump you up, making sure you get all the views you deserve. Um, I had to I had to get on this mark earlier. He said, having Zicky Dove's name on that belt is, is vandalism. He's nothing but a cheat. I said, first of all, he didn't, eat, he didn't even spell his fucking name right. Second of <laughs> all, second of all, go ahead and point out he's a cheat. I mean... 
You know, I, I'm so glad that you brought it up. And a lot of people think a lot of bad things about Outlander Zuki Dice, but um, let's let's make one thing clear: I've never had to cheat yet in the NWA, <laughs> and and when I I will. I will see. I, I definitely will. You should see how I had to pass the drug test to get it. You want to talk? Oh, I got it in the NWA. If that thing wasn't multiple choice, I would have never got into the NWA. Thank God I know my stuff. But I, when I when I cheat, because I will, it will be worth it. So listen up, Internet Idiot 101, whatever your name is. You're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, it's only the cheating brain. if you get caught, right? Exactly. That's right. Right. I'm going to put him on blast. Uh, he is he is on Twitter. He is at Fantasy 11192545. His handle name is The Creep. Listen to The Creep. That's You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. All right, I got time. Fellas, I got time for two more. I hate to do this to you. Two more, and then we're going to – hey, leave my pants alone. My socks are hanging out. They're making fun of me. I got time for two more, fellas, and I promise you after – We'll make this up. We'll do two hours or three hours or four hours. We'll hang out all damn night if you guys want to next time. Fuck yeah. Get the 10 pounds of pink. Is that, that's that's going to accessorize the fanny pack or you do both? How's that going to work? Maybe I'll put a zipper on it. What do you think? Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Turn it into a fanny pack. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. As a uh, fanny pack uh, expert, how do you feel about the uh, style that the kids are rocking with the fanny pack across the chest? You know, I do that sometimes when I'm at war. And that's, that's a trend that Zicky Dice started, just like all the other ones you've seen. Right. So shout out to those kids, man. Zicky Dice is one for the kids. I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, any last words for all of your fans who are watching? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I it, honestly, if you could really see and know what we've been up to these last few days, it's going to be worth it. So if you want to follow this outlandish journey, I call my life. I've made it nice and simple for everyone at Zicky Dice on every piece of social media. But please, I would love to direct you to my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Zicky Dice. We're going full time in June. And I have some outlandish plans that you guys aren't going to believe. And if you don't, if you don't check it out, you will be hearing about it. I guarantee it. Do I love it, man. Check yes. it out. Do yourself the favor, people. Hey, check hey, I love you guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks Dude, for giving me. It was like. Thank you for coming on. It was like a free therapy session. I, like I said earlier, I'm a huge narcissist. Love talking about myself. So it was just it, a great to finally have someone listen to, listen to it because my fiance is sick and tired of hearing about it. <laughs> she does. Uh, give, give our regards to uh, Ric Flair. Absolutely. He, he is up the street. He is uh, so upset at me right now because he's not on set, but. You know, you can't always have Ric Flair on set. We know how that goes. Right, we do. True that. Well, man, once again, thank you so much for coming on, and I hope it's uh, what you're shooting ends up going well. We can't wait to see it on our side. Thank you very much. Oh, oh there's the fanny pack. Fanny pack. Send love. We send love. All right, we appreciate you. Thank you so much thank for coming on. Thank you. Take care. Awesome. All right. That's really that was, cool. Yeah. It was cool. If anybody doesn't understand, uh, Ric Flair is uh, oh. it's his dog, by the way. His dog's named Ric Flair. He said he's six, say he takes 16 poops a day. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So we got about 25 more minutes. and uh, Let's talk double or nothing. Man. Oh, let's talk some double or nothing. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we had ourselves a pay-per-view this past weekend. Uh, we, it was a show. <laughs> 
Uh, do you guys want me to just go ahead and read off results, or do we want to talk about each match as we hit it? Yeah, let's go down match to the match. and talk about each match as we hit it, because uh, right. I finally had to catch up. I wasn't able to watch it live, but... Uh, I know what happens. I kind of kept up with it live, but I was working, so... Wow. I just... <laughs> so we go and start with the pre-show match, the, the buy-in. Sorry, I want to make sure I'm calling things the right thing. The buy-in. It was best friends defeat a private party to become the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Um, now I'll say this. Both of these teams are really good. Um, and I understand the private party has been off TV for a while, so you definitely saw a lot of ring rust. Um, you don't think those backyard matches they had on BTE kept them in, you know? Uh, but, you know, maybe some, but with Ray Phoenix hiding behind or Pentagon hiding behind the <laughs> air conditioner or whatever. Yeah, uh, they, they they definitely are not ready for prime time. I think that's what that's what I've noticed. Well, I think I think they could be fine. I think it just depends on who they're with. Um, I still stand by that match, Private Party versus Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is probably still one of my favorite matches that they've put on Dynamite. So, uh, Ryan, any thoughts? Yeah, um, Private Party's been on AEW Dark um, a, a handful of times, believe it or not. Um, they've been looking fine with them, but that's you know enhancing talent. It's not quite you know best friends. Um, best friends was the right call here. They're going to take the tag titles. That's going to start the Hangman turn. So, yeah, yeah, wow, I love it. All right. First match on the main card was the Casino Ladder match for a future AEW World Title match. Uh, coming out first, we had uh, Kaz and Scorpio Sky, and then it was Jimmy. No, not Jimmy Havoc. It was Kip Sabian, mm-hmm. Jimmy Havoc, and uh, Penelope, Penelope Ford, Ford was with them. Um, uh, was next Darby Allen? I believe so. Um, finish it up. Yeah. It, do you smell a Darby Allen heel turn kind of going? He's, I mean, he's a pretty dark character anyway, but uh, I imagine he's always going to be kind of a tweener. Yeah. Kind of yeah. After the debut of the um, you know, mystery participant, I feel like he'll be a face going into that feud, but like Matt said, he can always be a tweener. Yeah. yeah. Um, after Darby was Orange Cassidy, then Oh, uh, no. Was Joey Janela after? Yeah, it took Ray Phoenix. Yeah, I think it was Janela Cabana Cassidy mystery, from what I heard. Okay. No, sure, why not? it was Cassidy, and then at some point afterwards it was Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Either way, I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry if I'm messing that up, guys. Um, the mystery participant came out last, uh, accompanied with Taz, <laughs> uh, Brian... Cage, who would end up winning the match and is getting his one-on-one match against John Moxley at Fighter Fest. Yeah, Swolverine, outstanding. It's gonna shoot him right to the top of the card where he should be. Um, I think we talked about it Saturday as we were watching, and you know, and you know, as the match is going on, as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna be a main eventer. And I think that's always been the knock on him. And the other thing is that he's not a great talker. Um, Taz is going to immediately bolster that part of his game. agree completely. Um, yeah. I think they did him right, too, because the first thing he did, he showed up, and then he brought a ladder with him, and then just split the ladder, <laughs> immediately showing he's the machine, he means business. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I get why he did that. I thought it kind of looked a little cheesy, personally. I mean, that's but... fair, but, it's, uh, I mean, looking at him... He immediately became one of the biggest guys on roster, just muscle mass wise. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So I think doing something like that kind of, you know, further the point that like, hey, 
not only am I fast, but I'm I'm gonna throw you around like we saw. I mean, yeah. he, he pressed uh, Darby Allen on a ladder out of the ring into another ladder, which looked horrible. <laughs> you know, the only thing I don't want to see, you know, two three weeks going down the road here is him, you know, beating up Nightmare Factory guys and you know beating up Marco stunts. I want him to be like regular talent, showing what he can do. Push him to the top of the card. You can't have him going over nobody's and Marco's stunt. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think he, I think he is at the top of the card immediately. I mean, he's a yeah. former world champion at Impact. Um, I think that uh, uh, one of the one of the things I will say that kind of and, and some other people pointed this out on on social media this week was it gave off a very Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar vibe, you know, yeah. when it came out. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can avoid that. I mean, you have a really good talker in Taz and, you know, a big guy. I mean, that's, that's, the comparisons are going to happen, but I'm, I still think it's a good idea. I think it's yeah. a good plan either way. Um, apparently, he's been under contract since January and uh, AEW's still been paying him despite the injury and, and, and doing everything they can to support rehab. So, once again. Good. Good on Tony Khan for doing business the right way. Right. Well, and that was a pretty. If you guys remember that bump that caused that, was it was oh, Elgin? And oh my gosh, man! I, I mean, I thought he was. That's one of those like it could have been the end of a career. So glad to see him out there. Uh, up next, we had MJF defeat Jungle Boy and God. Well, probably was my match of the night. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, how is MJF? 10 or 11 and one this year, and still not getting a title shot. Well, he's better than you. And he's better, you know. I think so. If he's better than me, why isn't he getting a title shot? Because I'm not getting a title shot. So right now we're even. Obviously, Cody. No, no. The eleven and one is definitely over you at the moment. Listen, I have been the biggest proponent of win loss records and getting on AEW at times for not following that. I've come to the conclusion that it matters when they want it to matter, and as long as it it can coincide with current storylines. I mean, because if you look at it, Brody Lee, as far as win win loss, didn't didn't deserve a match. You know, I mean, didn't deserve a world title match. All right, so I I've come to that conclusion that as much as AEW wants wants to be more on the sports analytics side side of things, um, it at the end of the day, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be storyline. Yeah. Well, well, you and well, and let's compare too. I mean. In WWE, we've got well, Natalia, who just dropped two straight matches, is all of a sudden in the world title match for some odd reason. And then well, you also did, have a situation wait, did, where Miz and Morrison are challenging after they both lost. I mean, how do you you lose two matches to earn a spot? I mean, it's ridiculous. I want to make this a thing now. I want us to, to just go ahead and stop with the comparisons. Because uh, I get it. And I agree with you in that where one show it can definitely be very frustrating and inconsistent with that. But at the same time, we got to hold AEW to what their standard is at the moment. Um, we wouldn't be watching if we were – well, no, we probably would be watching no matter what because yeah, it's what we do. <laughs> but, you know, there's a reason AEW is around and those guys didn't go to the WWE. That's true. Um, now I'll say this, uh, MJF winning here. Definitely kind of incited that probably going to get a TNT title match is my assumption. Yeah. Um, um, yep. You know, I 
I'm fine with him not being next in line because Brian Cage won the ladder match. What's well, I'm thinking TNT title. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that title match has already been announced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Cage and Mox are definitely set for. Yeah, like I said, I'm fine with him not being immediate because he basically won their version of Money in the Bank. Yeah. I mean, it's more of like, hey, you get the next title shot at the next pay-per-view, but... Yeah. But it's, you know, ladder match for a title shot. Well, and the MJF and Cody thing's going to go and continue and yeah. continue. Yeah. They can drag that out. Yeah. That's going to be more. I also um, think, um, just based on pure wrestling, um, this, was, this was the best singles match of the year. There you go. Oh, man. Wow. This, yeah, this match was incredible. Um, I, think, uh, I think it was Brian Alvarez who said this best. He's never seen such a great veteran style match between two guys who have a combined nine years experience. Yeah. Right. Um, and God, so this match was great, but there is definitely a point where jungle boy hit MJF with a reverse Rana on the apron. And it just looked like the ugliest, most brutal thing ever. I visibly, I was concerned that I woke up. Yeah. Uh, representative of the show, Baby Logan. <laughs> yeah, MJF sold that like hell, though. He definitely uh, looked as though he had a little bit of a glare on his on his eyes. It looked like that uh, uh, Will Ospreay last year, the bump he took on the apron. That was set. yeah. Um, and also, Jungle Boy looked great in defeat here. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like he tapped out or or like. You know, he essentially got caught. I mean, the reverse uh, roll-ups and schoolboys until eventually MJF. And I'm sad. I've not seen more people bring this up. MJF reversed a schoolboy into a bridge to pin him down using the arm that he's been, like, targeting the entire match. Yeah. It was great psychology. That, uh, is, that is why I'm saying it's the best singles match of 2020. There is not one match on any promotion – that 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 the in-ring work or the ring psychology has been better. Man, I'm gonna have to i have to go back and watch Wrestle Kingdom before I say that. It's been a long time, but I, I that match was really good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Up next, we had Cody defeat Lance Archer to become the new TNT champion. If you guys couldn't tell, we already kind of gave that one away. Um, and I liked this match until we got to the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, in personal opinion, I don't mind Cody beating Archer. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people jumped on. On you know, everybody's calling him Triple H. You know, on online, I saw that like over and over again. It was like, oh, he puts himself over. I was like, oh, well, he's, okay, but I mean, eventually he's gonna put himself over. Well, it wasn't the wrong thing to do though. It was, no, and know. it made sense in the story. That was right. my big thing. I mean, yeah. you had Archer and well, and Jake Roberts. Uh, you know essentially harass Brandy. You had him kill Dustin. Like, it made sense for this to be the Cody moment. Right. Yeah, but um, at the same time, having Cody win almost kind of feels like, we brought you in, we're going to push you, you're going to lose to Cody, and then... Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what his contract status is. I mean, he's still with New Japan, if they're going to start back up, if he's going to be a regular, if he's going to bounce back and forth, I'm yeah. not sure. See, I, I don't feel like this hurt him by any means, right. losing to Cody. I mean, you I lost agree. to essentially one of the top guys in the in the promotion. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, as long as, you know, he doesn't start just losing to everybody, 
He's fine. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, he's Lance Archer. Right. He's literally his entire uh, shtick so far in AEW. He's been killing people. Right. Um, and I don't think that that changed here with the match either. I think I think I think that even Cody trying to rush rush in early and uh, and Lance countering. You know, even even throughout the match, it showed that Lance is a smart in in ring guy. And at the same time, you're still putting him over to be the monster he's shown. So I don't think this hurts him at all. And I think that if there there's a rematch that um, that that Lance can carry the title. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get a – there were some shenanigans there at the end. Uh, Arn – for some reason, Jake Roberts got up on the apron and distracted the ref. I don't know if he was trying to, like, give instructions to Archer because that's what my immediate thought was, like – getting on the apron to tell him, like, now's the time to crush him, crush him. Um, referee trying to get Jake off the corner. Arn, of all people, got up and knocked, uh, essentially crotched Archer on the corner. Um, <laughs> friggin', uh, a second referee came out to tell, I think it was Rimsburg, mm-hmm. um, about what Arn did. And then Mike Tyson, who was there ringside, of course, was like, yeah, nah. Get him out of here. Uh, my issue with this now is whenever anybody else interferes, I expect a second ref to come down. Well, I think the thing yeah. with this one, though, is you had Mike Tyson at ringside, yeah. and they essentially made him enforcer. Right. So I, I guess still, but, you know, you have to bring that second ref- referee down, you know, to even point that out. Mike Tyson wasn't going to do anything. They even caught him yawning on the show, you know? Yeah. I think... I think I think the point that Ben is trying trying to make is that we need to be consistent. If you're going to have a second referee come out every single time that that there's any kind of shenanigans, that's fine. But just be consistent with it because we get on WWE for the same thing. If we're going to be on them about consistency, we have to be on top of AEW with the same thing. Now, my, my only rebuttal to that is with it being debut of a new title, I mean, it was the finals. You could definitely see any type of any type of phrasing on that on how they do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they say on Wednesday. If there's nothing on it, then yeah, okay, I'm down. And make yeah, sure it made it a no disqualification match. Then right, make yeah. sure that there's a winner. Well, and and you and you've seen that before in other when they have like a tournament final where they did they did that. That's been in other places. But uh, and then a lot of people had issues with the belt design. Apparently, oh, the, yeah. the, the the belt designer came and said that that it wasn't actually done because they've been they weren't allowed to actually do any work by COVID. because of the COVID. Yeah. That his that the that they were forced they were they had to be doing it converted to be to making um, I guess PPE and stuff so they weren't able to to finish up the belt, but. Um, it, I, I first time I saw the belt, I went, oh, "It looks like the twenty four seven title." Yeah, but they, what when you look at the design that it's supposed to end up looking like, it's pretty. Classy. It's gonna be great, definitely um, good looking belt. Not my favorite belt either way. Uh, I definitely don't like how it's. Don't definitely don't like it unfinished. Right. It looks better with what it should look like when it's finished, but it's still not my favorite looking belt. Well, if you remember, like they, I got the side plates. I guess had the other TBS stations or whatever, and they and, had and, uh, and, Turner's Mansion. Yeah, and the old uh, in, in the old NWA TV belt had like ABC, CBS, NBC. So it's pretty cool, kind of throwback to that. Um, plus, if they go with what's kind of been leaked uh, with the gold plating, is it looks very, very like it calls back to the big gold belt too. Right. If yeah. you look at it with where the crown and the gold and and all of that. 
So I think it's definitely like it's definitely play, paying homage to WCW for sure, which yeah. is cool. I'm a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think with the unfinished belt, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to avoid that. Um, up next, we had Chris Statlander defeat Penelope Ford. I didn't hate this match by any means, and it wasn't a bad match. But definitely felt like they were not on the same speed. Like Statlander was like a couple paces ahead of Ford. So what was the reason for this match? Well, because Britt Baker it was got supposed injured. to be yeah, it was supposed was to be injured. Baker versus Statlander, but uh, Baker got injured on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. she got rolled so. into and um, yeah, that was kind of a fluke thing to how she got rolled up yeah. like that in her leg. But uh, but and that I think it was said that she's maybe like six weeks, six to eight weeks, six to eight, is what eight I've weeks. Seen. Uh, Torqued her knee. So was there a reason behind Statlander yeah, Baker? They, they just, or was it just a normal feud? They, no, yeah, this kind been of promoting a, it kind of. Yeah. So the tough. whole buildup, and, and we got this in to kind of tie in with the women's title match later. Hikaru right. Shida defeated Nyla Rose to win the belt, um, and what was also a really good match in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so the whole buildup for that is they had a, a four-way. fatal four-way between Statlander, Shida. Ford and Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. So between those four. Um, okay, so. So Sheeta actually pinned Penelope Ford while uh, Baker had Statlander in her. Oh, God. I want to say it's the lockjaw. Lock it is the lockjaw. Ha! Yeah. Um, had her in the lockjaw on the outside of the ring, like taking her out. So she continued the beatdown after the match. Okay. Um, so it, there was a reason for the match, and it was okay. fine yeah. by me. Um, once again, any reason to further develop who you have in your women's division is good right yeah. now. Yeah. I think that the best part of this match, though, was definitely Kip Sabian. Yeah. Yeah, so Sabian came out um, <laughs> totally gimmicked out with uh, just uh, <laughs> athletic tape all over the bruises from the uh, ladder match, um, crutches. I think he had slides on, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Never so- use slides and... Uh, crutches, they do not mix well. Okay. All right. Um, Pro tip. All right. Because I imagine this is going to be the one that we're going to talk about the most here. Skip. Up next it was Dustin Rhodes defeating Sean Spears. So, yeah. No point so, for it. So what is Sean Spears doing right now? Because I know he was in that find me attack partner. No, we were, now he's a so, news guy. He's, a, he's like a Alex Jones. So, so I think what it is is... Like so, so to answer the tag team thing, I think that got put on hold because of COVID. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, makes sense because you couldn't bring in anyone who wasn't signed at the assumption. Um, so that kind of put a halt to that. He lost to uh, friggin' Cody in the first round mm-hmm. of the tournament, and since then, after he lost to Cody, or after uh, Dustin lost to Archer. Um, Spears was saying, like, it's Cody's fault. It's all Cody's fault that now uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to have to retire because he got beat up. Yeah. Uh, no, I know how this match happened. I'm just confused of, like... Who is Sean Spears? He's a good hand. Yeah. Because he feels like he's in the same spot he was in at, with the WWE. I, under- I understand he's happy where he is, but, like, 
It felt like they were trying to push him. Well, he, is, he, wasn't, he wasn't on TV. Yeah, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, at all. He's getting a pay-per-view paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, got, he, he, was not, he wasn't even on weekly TV, much less a pay-per-view. Yeah. But I, the, the, the whole, like, Tully Blanchard's picture on his trunks and then getting yeah, his that pants one. pulled down. Now, I, mean, was a little... I don't have an issue with this being a comedic spot because, look, at this point of the show, it was needed. Yeah. We needed a palate cleanser. But, like, you look and you see Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears, you're thinking, like, okay, this is going to be a pretty decent match against two, you know, solid guys. Um, and and Spears, great promo work that entire build-up. Like, yep, yep. Uh, he did the fake, uh, oh, Dustin's music hits, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, you know, yeah. and kept going in. It was like, Aubrey, go ahead, ring the bell, count him out, do your job. Um and then I think at like three or four, Rose music hit. Yeah. Um, Spears once again, guys, you're only supposed to play once. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, and then Dustin appeared behind him uh, with Brandy up on the ramp, and Dustin essentially just beat the hell out of him. Yeah. yeah. Spanked yeah. him literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I get that this was a comedic spot, but this was um, what we would call the piss match. Um, it's typically reserved for WWE women, women's matches that are a little underwhelming. Um, but it's when you get up, remove yourself from the area and go to relieve yourself in, in, in the restroom, knowing you won't miss a damn thing. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. Like you needed something to kind of break up everything else that's already happened. And considering after that match was Sheeta versus Nyla Rose, which was, you know, hard hitting, fantastic. Sheeta literally broke a kendo stick off of Nyla Rose. Um, Moxley versus Brody Lee, which was also once again I thought a really good match. Um, and then the stadium stampede, which was the stadium stampede. Well, we got um, the finish of that Brody Lee Moxley. That's that was a top notch finish. Yeah, that that had but it um, was good. But it was definitely needed at that point. Like, yeah. there needs to yeah. be something here to kind of break up this. Because, I mean, yeah. really everything was super serious, super... Huh. I mean, you got some laughs in with the very first match. But, I mean, you're, the first match is supposed to get you hyped up, having fun. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was... Huh, huh, huh. True. Yeah. Um, so, like we just said... After that, she did defeat Nyla Rose to become the new AEW Women's World Champion. Yeah. Um, as okay. a fan, and I'm going to go ahead and call it the inaugural member of the Shinobi Shida Squad. Matt, that's uh, gimmick infringement. Wow. That's nope. gimmick infringement. Nope. Negative. That's a it's better than the other thing people were calling us. So. Okay. I mean, yeah, but that's, um, still, that's still gimmick infringement. Yeah. I have, I I have two things it's not infringement. about such... One, I think this is the best that Nyla Rose has looked since being in AEW. Um, I think her in-wing work is decent enough to hold the title and get by. Um, but I think that this is more of her style of a match. Um, second thing, um, I think that this was definitely, you know, the um, Hanukkah kind of memorial match. Um Actually, I think I think that, that it was a. So Sheeta actually like gave a promo later and was like, you know, this wasn't for anyone. This was for me, you know. And, and if mm-hmm. this inspired others, 
then I'm happy. I'm so happy that I did that, but I needed to do this for me. I needed to prove that I can win. Right, um, and, and she's, but, yeah, she's, I mean, she's one of the top women's wrestlers yep. in the world. She already was. Uh-huh. I think that just cements it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think they, they tied in um, the Hanakamura uh, memorial, like, tribute right before this Oof. match. Um, so it definitely did kind of have that feel as well. Um, I about to say, you want to you start talking about the Moxley-Brody-Lee match? Well, you know, and I... I I mean, I can talk about it. I think it was, um, yeah, that somebody had put on, and, I, and I'm a, so, I'm a Peru social media, and somebody had said, oh, I've seen this match before, you know. Smackdown, you, like yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2015 or something like that. And I went, yeah, you haven't, though, because it's like this is an entirely different thing. This is two guys with the shackles off, yeah. and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the fact that... Um, you know, the, just the the different the the different visual of what Brody Lee is compared to what um, yeah. Luke Harper was so much but so much cooler that you know the, the sharp suits and all that stuff. I like it as the as the exalted one. Do you know what I noticed? Um, and actually, Drew McNeely pointed this out. But what's up, Drew? For for the world title match, all all of his gear because we've been kind of on Brody Lee for like his gear looking a little yeah. looser and, and not really looking great. The gear for the main event looked fantastic on him, and, and Lee looked in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. Um, great match, great match, and the fin- and the finish. Oh my gosh! When when he comes out, they're all bloody when he oh, yeah. when he does the paradigm shift through the right. ramp. And then he, they, oh man, I was like, uh, I, I, I still thought he had. I mean, it was, it was a, that was, that was something else. I mean, it, it, it was, it was worthy of the match for sure. The finish. Yeah, I think, I think this feud has shown us a couple of things as fans of AEW. One, that Mox is a better chaser of the belt than he is an actual holder. Um, two, the E dropped the ball when they had, when when they had Brody Lee in their hands. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, he's a former intercontinental champion, but at the same time, they didn't do anything with him. Um, three, they both looked great in this match. Um, this could lead, um, if they choose to have Mox retain over Brian Cage, um, I could see the next AEW champion being, being Brody Lee, um, considering he can kind of use the, he didn't lose or he didn't tap out. Um, angle on this, um, but he's definitely, um, as far as I'm concerned, a main eventer in AEW. Yeah. I know you want to say something, but if you don't mind, just right before, I really thought Brody Lee almost like turned a corner with this match. Like right. he turned it on for this one. Yeah. It was incredible. For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, are championship matches no count out because? It, what I saw online, it seemed like it was a lot of out-of-the-ring ref not counting. Con Sinclair, you want to hit him with it? Referee's discretion, bro. Referee's discretion. Um, I have noticed that, though. A lot of their title matches, they just let go for the most part. Yeah. Um, unless it's, like, blatant interference, like, they've, they have, all right, a little more relaxed with the count, a little bit more relaxed um, in terms of, like, all right, guys, get back in the ring. 
Um, a little more New Japan-ish. Cause yeah. You see, New mm-hmm. Japan will do that where they spend minutes outside the ring. I remember, he, like, JR, when J- Jim Ross used to do New Japan, he would go, is it this a referee even counting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, also, God, I feel like I see more and more New Japan influence in AEW all the time. I mean, yes, you do. but look at also who started AEW. Oh, and I know. Where, where are they most popular? Mm-hmm. Well... Bucks around the world, Ring of Honor. I mean, New like, Japan. where are they mostly Omega, for... New Japan, Cody all around the world. Yeah. Really, they do hit a lot of it, but, like, I do think it's really interesting. The, sh- the factions, they're growing day by day. I like it. Um, it, is, it is almost like an American New Japan, but with a little bit more Ring of Honor, a little bit more production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of production... <laughs> We had the stadium stampede match, which was Matt Hardy um, and the Elite hmm. defeating the Inner Circle with... Uh, there's a whole lot to get through, but I just want... Kenny Omega <laughs> gave Sammy Guevara the one-winged angel. <laughs> like, they had said 18 feet in the air. It looks like 30 feet in the air. So, I mean, oh my yeah. Um, really, really quick before you go on, I talked to the... Uh, I talked to the wrestling purist Jeff Hall yesterday for about 30 to 40 minutes just so he could vent on this match. He absolutely hates this match. Um, He's sticking to gimmick. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know if this is a gimmick by the words he was uh, he was using, but he hates this match. Right. I think of the cinematic matches, either you like them or you don't. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's been good ones. I think... Of the ones that we've watched, that was that was the best. That was it, my favorite. Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I like the fire Firefly Fun the Funhouse match that I like too, but because um, it had the callbacks, this had some callbacks too. Yeah. Um, but the attention to detail. So I, I literally <laughs> just saw this before we went on the air. Is um, a segment where oh god Ortiz is moving Kenny Omega out to a different area. He, he legitimately does the No Mercy 64 changing area, like Irish whip. Like, I didn't even acknowledge <laughs> that till someone pointed out, and I was like, that's genius. Like, for a match that is 100% fan service. I mean, that's just, that's just what this match is. Yeah. It's DDT-style uh, fan service. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, whenever we see V1 Matt, we're going to get a matter effect. Okay. Uh, that's um, apparently something that's going to start happening now. You don't have the attributes. Yeah. Well, also, too, I'm, I'm, with each week, man, especially with the whole, like, the bubbly bunch and all the stuff that's been going on, uh, Santana Ortiz are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I can't swim. <laughs> In three feet of water. <laughs> Um, I mean, those guys are hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. On top of just being I also like, ring. Sorry. I also like the, you know, the homages that they all had as far as, like, their, you know, jersey numbers. You know, um, you know um, Santana Ortiz, you know, 51 and 50. Uh, Jericho's 27. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the subtle details that make this the best cinematic match of the year. It's one you could go back and watch for sure and pick up all the Easter eggs. I really preached. That was awesome. Was uh, oh, yeah. Also, uh, oh, you saying what Pat said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how we got those switches between all the mats was apparently uh, Hardy had filled the pool in the Jaguar Stadium with water from uh, the Lake of Reincarnation. 
So, Wonderful! Or whatever it's called these days. So it's canon. That's right. <laughs> so listen, if people aren't changing at Jaguars games... Well, no, no, no. They've probably filtered out the water since that match. That makes COVID, me sad. Hygiene. Yeah, we can't keep that water. Gotta keep people safe. There's a lot of, you know, people in there. <laughs> um, but also, like, the amount of risks in this match that I don't want to say were unnecessary, but so ridiculous and, like, mm. you would see them in a cinematic match, but, like, you're still going, like, ooh. Um, really? I mean, all of the, the beer bottles to Hager... Which oh. obviously, pro- most likely sugar glass. Yeah. But yeah. like, fantastic, um, friggin' moon salt off the goalpost. Moon salt <laughs> off the goalpost. <laughs> Hangman Page getting chokeslammed onto a pool table. <laughs> or chasing uh, Sammy Guevara on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sammy Guevara getting getting more than lights. From one end of the field to the other. <laughs> yeah. Northern light suplex from one end to the other. And it was a touchdown. People, for whatever and reason... And then he spiked his skull into the turf. <laughs> thinks that is the greatest moment from Double or Nothing. Yeah. The 100-yard the Northern yeah. light suplex. Everybody's got their spot, man. I think that's the cool thing, though, uh, is that this match has so many spots that people can kind of go back and be like, well, you know, I was a fan of this. Well, AEW on their Instagram had posted... Like, give us your five favorite spots. So many people had one or two being the Northern Lights touchdown. Yeah. Does it include the the touchdown celebration and super kick to the ref? They just say Northern Lights touchdown, Northern Lights. Mm -hmm. I think it's got to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Chris Jericho challenging the pinfall and going to replay with Aubrey Edwards. Uh, my question is, why did he have a flag in his pants? Because it's Chris Jericho. <laughs> he's prepared because, for any because situation. Because he's a player coach. Because he is the Jackie Moon of, a- of AEW. Okay. Oh, enough. my God. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, that is class. Uh, the Judas that. effect on Duval. Yeah, that was also great. Um, God... I really wanted uh, Duval's head to spin from it. Yeah, I was hoping he, like the head would turn around backwards when I heard um, about that. Uh, Matt Jackson running up the stairs and then down the stairs just to uh, <laughs> jump off and splash Jericho through a table. Um, also, the homage to uh, the old movie, The Wrestler, with Hangman and Omega uh, drinking the whiskey and milk. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of... Out of that. I hope um, someone has taken Santana out of the icebox. Yeah, it's gonna someone, help the uh, they're going to end up like playing Jack Torrance. <laughs> yeah. um, the, other, the other spot, I think, the thing that nobody's mentioning was that when Santana and Ortiz are in the pool and then you have the, then you have the version one facts come, come up and they actually break the wall and they just go ahead and acknowledge the facts on the wall you just see him pointing to it they're like oh what's that like uh, it, it it just goes to show that they can pretty much do anything as part of the tag team yeah they're, they're um, they're, i mean we and the thing is is like even in all of tna i mean they're a top team i never saw that from them for sure man um and also i know I, i've said this before so i apologize that one winged angel sure. uh that that was the pinfall um, so there's there's the unedited version of that without the like background crowd and anything to it, um, where you can actually just hear it from the from, from them walking off and, and Omega just dropping him and you hear the crash 
and you hear like literally half of the elite being like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like yeah. Uh, again, this is just me, and I understand the spot, and it's a high spot. But when when the wood breaks, you can very clearly see oh, yeah. the crash pad. Oh yeah. But the crash pad, you know, still with the wood on top from 18 feet up. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's gonna hurt. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if we're gonna say bad on WWE for not hiding the crash mm-hmm. pad better. Well, yeah, I was I was just gonna say that because you had because you had Kevin Owens and and Seth Rollins there their spot at WrestleMania, and that cla- and that crash pad was obvious as daylight. And yeah. I think you bring up a great point. Oh, well, I was gonna—I was thinking of the the uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon. Oh, when they, oh uh, yeah, that oh. that was also from WrestleMania when they fall off the. But in this case, though, I mean, that was a what a ten foot. They fall. said eighteen. Yeah, this, well, I'm th- thinking of the WrestleMania with Shane and oh. which that wasn't uh, fall off the scaffold and it, and they sort of just fell straight back. This was the one, taking a move. On yeah, the thing. that was a whole different deal. It wasn't just jumping on it or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, and I'll say this too: uh, the where where Owen lands. Like where it looks like he lands, I think it was hit first right on the edge. It looked brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But that was double or nothing. That was double or nothing. And I know we have raw currently happening. I haven't kept up with what what's happening there at the moment. Yeah, we're forty. Don't fucking There's forty minutes. There's been no matches, and there's been seven talking segments. That's uh, just my guess. Hey, but let's talk about you know go back to NWA. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see um. Any of Carney oh. debuted last week. We had Zicky Dice on earlier, and um, uh, Ryan, you have an update, or are you gonna uh, um, how awesome Carney just is? just just open up Twitter. Austin Theory is now a new disciple uh, of you know, of your know, Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, we expected they, that. They yeah. kind of hinted at that. Oh, new United States Champion Apollo Cruz. Oh, all right. Who do you take it off of? Andrade. Andrade. That's right. Andrade. That means Andrade getting a world title match here soon. So, right. Oh, and this is what you should really tune in for: They're the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders uh, in a golf match. Yeah, that's what we want. In to a see. golf match. Can we go back to? Uh, well, it just says it just says golf, but it says anything you can do, we can do better. So I don't know which one of these fuckers is better at golf that they think they're better than the other one. So, so it was well, basketball two weeks ago. I was about to say, Axe look, guys. Axe throwing last week. Guys, it isn't that hard to think what about what we're going for here. Are we just doing a decathlon of random yeah. events? Racist yeah. stereotypes. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's go back to talking about good wrestling. Uh, NWA, if you go to their YouTube channel, Carnyland, well worth your time. Um, Zicky Dice has a, seg- he's a segment on there. He's, that'll be up tomorrow, he said. Um, they have a different one each day, so uh, it's. And it just started yesterday. No, no, no. Started no, last, last week. Started okay. last week, and they previewed it, and then it's just really interesting that what the different companies are doing to keep us interested. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that they've. Uh, I mean, you have creative people involved with Billy Corgan and uh, and those guys. So, yeah. Um, yeah check out Carney Land on NWA's uh, YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Also, uh, Ring of Honor, who we've had guests the last few weeks, they've been doing a really really good job with the weekly TV. And with um, their YouTube stuff, and when for um, uh, Kimura, they did they gave away the uh, the dark match from G1 Supercard, which she was in. Uh, they put that up for free on YouTube this week, yeah. um, which um, is which was cool. If I may plug, 
our good friends, the Bouncers, yeah. recently had a shirt come out called Beer World Order, yeah. where you can get that. Mm. Now, I'm not saying it's a collaboration, but just like how Brian Malonez and uh, Juice and Thunder Liger sold out Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. use your imagination. Listen, all I'm saying is Seltzer City Bruiser sounds great. No, 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 no. none of that stuff. No, but Bruiser was not a fan of that, so we're going to keep rocking the yeah, Beer City right. Bruiser and some... Beer, beer world order. Beer world order. And then also um, for Ring of Honor TV, they had Dragon Lee this week was the oh. focus. So the first the match, the opening match was Dragon Lee against Hiromu uh, Takahashi from 2016. Oh. That's the world. So that was really, um, they've been really hitting it out of the park because they've got so many matches. Um, that, you know, just good things over the years to, to draw from. And so... Uh, we, we we had Dalton Castle the week before, mm -hmm. so go on our you know rohwrestling.com. Uh, they have the you can see the weekly TVs for free. They got them up there. Yeah. So. And if you want to get to know some of that great Ring of Honor talent who's been on the show, look back on the Facebook. It's all there, man. And on all the uh, everything where you can get podcasts except Spotify. That's right. Yep, we're still working on that one. We're still, uh, we get we get, we're in talks with Joe Rogan's people about that. So. Yeah. So we have uh, hit the end of our show. Anything you guys want to plug before we go? Um, I would like to plug all those. Any other rest? Uh, watch wrestling, man. Uh, watch MLW too. Go get, go over there to Major League Wrestling and be in the. Uh, they just um, Alexander Hammerstone just signed an extension with them. So uh, yeah. big star to be. Um, it's just awesome that we have so many choices. There's some rumors around about people moving, and that's what makes wrestling exciting in the behind-the-scenes yeah. thing. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, our time with him was short this week, but Zicky Dice. Yes, uh, Zicky Dice on all social media. Find him on Twitch. Yeah. Find him on yeah. Twitch. And, and his, his YouTube channel's hilarious. Like, yeah, he, I he, love that one. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he's got some top-notch stuff, and I can't wait to see what they were uh, doing that we got a little sneak peek of tonight. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. For we got a very brief sneak peek uh, before the show started, but uh, again, he signed a confidentiality order. Right, and, and of I, course, I, I, we're kind of held to that. Right, so he let there in. may have huh? been, like, I, I, I just noticed in the background... Maybe one of his rivals may have been scoping him out in that situation. I don't know. I just it, it looked like it, the person looked familiar. That's yeah. What I'm uh, Ryan, anything to plug? Yeah, a couple things. Um, first of all, still thoughts and prayers go out to friends and family of Shad Gaspar, Anakamura. Um, if you guys are, if you guys need someone to talk to, you need somebody just to you know vent to. Please reach out to us on all of our social media. We will talk to you. We will take time out of the day for you. Um, you know, we want we want you to be here with us. Um, and then also just uh, what's going on on Thursday. We got an amazing show coming up. So I hear that show is trust fund approved. Yes, that show will be trust fund approved. I will. Hopefully, the shirts come in time. Yeah, my portfolio is increasing by the hour, thanks to, thanks to Jared. Uh, I have yet to uh, be able to capitalize. Mine has slightly decreased. Oh, sorry. Well, you need to listen to Thursday. Thursday. I'm coming in completely prepared on Thursday. Okay, Notepad, good. portfolio, bank statements, everything coming in. Who's that, who's that that's going to be here? Uh... It's going to be Jared Silberkleit. Is it right. Clyde or Woo! I think it's Cleet. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I heard Silver Clay when he was on here. Was it Clay? Yeah. When he told us his name. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, he'll spell it for us, I know, on Thursday. He wants to make he, sure that's the why middle classers of the world. Yeah, that's probably why. You're not paying attention. But, like I said, that is the end of our show. Uh, please feel free to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram. Uh, follow uh-huh. PWO Ryan for all of our uh, updates with people coming on for interviews. Um, and if I may take a moment outside of our regular uh, end here mm-hmm. to all of our veterans and those overseas, everyone who's currently in active service, who has been, who has family, we hope everyone in general has a nice and happy Memorial Day. I hope it's been nice and wonderful for everyone. Uh, to everyone in our armed services, our thoughts and prayers are with you, and we thank you for all you do. And with that, That's all we have tonight. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you on Thursday. P-W-O. P-W-O. P-O-W.